All right, Veloce, welcome back to Talking Points with me, Tomo, good friend, Aldas. Thank you to everyone who's watching on YouTube, everyone who's listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you choose to consume our content. As well, this episode is brought to you by our good friends at TW Steel. There's a link in the description. We've got a pre-order discount on our lovely little collaboration, couple of, couple of watches, 40% off. So be sure to check that out. So Aldas, what are we talking about today, mate? So today we're going to be doing a bit of a preview to the first ever sprint qualifying in Formula One. There was plenty of uh, opinions and controversy going in, but finally it's here and we're going to see how it all goes. Exactly, here this weekend. So we thought what we'd do, we'll go through just to clarify what exactly is going to happen, how it's going to be different to the current format, and then I guess kind of give our opinions and how that's going to affect the season and whether we think it'll actually be any good because it's one of these things where you kind of don't know till you try. Yeah. Um, but I guess the first pro- first problem, problem that, that sounds quite pessimistic about it. The first great start. great start <laughs> is that Friday, first and foremost, one testing session of practice. an hour. Yeah. Yep. Practice, testing, same, same thing. It's kicking off already. It's kicking off already. Followed by... The traditional qualifying, but on a Friday. Yes. So, I mean, in, in terms of, you know, that it's going to be normal. The only difference to the actual qualifying session, although it won't count as qualifying, because sprinkle this is where it gets a bit confusing. The language, we're still going to have to get used to the language in terms of what we're calling it. But yeah, yeah it's kind of qualifying for the sprint qualifying. Qualifying for qualifying. Um, <laughs> the only difference there is that the tyre allocation is going to be all softs. All softs, yeah. All softs. There's no. There's not going to be any medium runners to try and get different tyre, blah, blah, blah. Because sprint qualifying on the Saturday, 30 minutes, free choice of tyre. Or is it 100 kilometres? 100 kilometres. They anticipate around about 30 minutes. Yeah, no longer is there any limitations on tyres in terms of mm. your Q2 runners will have free choice and your Q3 runners will obviously be on the tyre that they qualified. All of that is gone now. They have uh, five sets of softs for the qualifying on the Friday and then you have whatever tie you want for the mm. uh, both sprint and then also for the race as well but so it kind of it kind of removes the aspect that we usually have of a bit of a penalty when you get into Q3 because yeah. you have to use the tie that you qualify on so yeah it'll be interesting to see but also of course there's also that third uh, second practice session on the Saturday morning yep. before the actual sprint qualifying exactly so then everyone will be lining up for what what it essentially is is it's like the race is kind of one and a third times longer, they start it on the Saturday and yeah. then everyone just pauses. So how everyone finishes at the end of sprint qualifying is how they start for the race on Sunday. Because the, the race on Sunday hasn't really changed at all, has it, the format? Nothing on Sunday has changed except for the tyres, which is actually quite a big thing because mm. now on Sunday, there is no of your front runners starting on yeah, kind yeah. of older tyres. So maybe some of the guys in the midfield have a bit of an advantage. It all levels out, which maybe might go a little bit against, uh, you know, competitiveness because, I mean, the the front guy starting on absolutely brand new tyres might mm. give them a massive advantage. So yeah. it's a balanced thing. Again, it's it's a new world. We're all going to learn in terms of like the language of what's going to happen. We just have to go in. And, and certainly me and Tomo, with an open mind, I mean, we don't mind that it's happening. And again, there's going to be definitely one more happening, I think, in Monza and possibly another one at another track. They, mm-hmm. they were saying Brazil, but probably not. So even if things go wrong, even if it doesn't work out, I think that there's changes that could be made. So I think that everyone should go in with an open mind and yeah, I'm for looking sure. forward to it. Yeah, because and, and as well, sprint qualifying is going to have points allocation, but only small points. Yeah. Three points for P1, two for P2, one for P3, which, I mean, it's a very, very small amount of points. That's equivalent to, I mean, what you get, I think it's, was it one point for P10, two points for P9 and four points for P8? 
Yeah. But so, at the same time, we see in the races in terms of the fastest lap, how much they want that one single point. It's so, true. I mean, every single point matters, true. and especially in this close title battle, which hopefully we'll have, every single point uh, is going to count. Exactly. So that's kind of essentially the format now done yeah. to a T. I mean, again, we haven't seen a change up to the to the F1 kind of format. They've played around with qualifying a little bit. Yeah, I can't remember. Elimination quality back yeah. in 2016, which didn't quite work out. So exactly. they've kept qualifying quite... Mm. It's been pretty stable for a while, but this is definitely a massive shakeup. I think it's it's a bit of a reaction to the fact that we haven't had... If you look at the long picture or the big picture of the mm. last five years, we haven't had that much unbelievable racing no. uh, compared to maybe previous years. So this is a bit of a shake up, mm. both from the commercial side, because it now means, and especially for fans going to the track, like obviously, you know, we're going to be at Silverstone. So we're going to have almost a, an absolute best uh, viewpoint from a fan's perspective. Mm. How is that going to shake things up on the Friday, the Saturday and the Sunday? It's supposed to give us more action across the three days. Every single day now has a... Uh, premier event mm -hmm. we have the, obviously the actual yep. qualifying in terms of fastest lap and then a race and then the big race on the sunday and then from the commercial side it gives them more money you know it's yeah. and at the end of the day when the sport is thriving financially that means clearly that the fans are enjoying yeah. it as well if the, if there's more competitive running which again this makes because at the moment friday there's zero competitive running yeah it's just for the teams to watch to watch things on Friday, you have to be quite invested. I mean, often I, don't I do. Yeah, really, I, I don't know. I don't always watch Fridays. I, I, but we're I, Formula One nerds, so we exactly. We're from that. I'm a Formula One nerd. And even I don't always watch Friday. But now you're going to get way more people watching Friday, yeah. way more people watching Saturday, and obviously you'd expect the same amount watching Sunday. So you're right. Commercially, I think that's a big reason. But it's one of them things as well. I've seen a lot of people say, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But at the same time, it's like, you know, if we never change, you'd never yes. know. Like, could could things be even better than they are? Maybe. Because I, I think the format, you know, we, we as diehard F1 fans, we, we quite, I quite enjoy the format as it is at the moment. Yeah. That we've got some, the competitive qualifying, you've got the whole day dedicated to Saturday and then the race Sunday. But, you know, this is one of them things that if it does work and if people do enjoy it, then this could be so much better, potentially. But... You don't know until you try. And it's one of these things where I think I'm, I'm glad they're giving it a go. And one of the things that Ross Braun was very adamant about is that they're not looking to make this the standard. If this does mm. go well, they're thinking of doing maybe six in uh, in 2022, but they don't want this to be... Well, he, that's what Ross Braun sa has said so far. He doesn't want this to be every single... It's not going to change in the future in terms of every single weekend. Now is going to have that spring qualifying because this is more of just to, to shake things up a little bit. And also, it really does depend on the track as well. I mean, 100%. obviously, it's, it's not happened, so we don't know how it's going to go. But it, could you imagine this sort of thing on, in Monaco? I mean, another 100-kilometer racer in Monaco, I, that wouldn't really work. So no. it's very track-specific, and they, they are testing the waters. They did, obviously... There, there's always been talks about stuff maybe like reverse grids, but the fans were very against that because Formula One did like a little survey and they said that mm. Formula One fans don't want artificial. This no. is a constructors championship. You are rewarded for making a good car and it shouldn't be, oh, you have a great car, get sent to the back. And at the same time, it's, what, what's the fun in seeing Max Verstappen overtake George Russell with a DRS? And, you know, there's, there's no enjoyment in that. So no. it's just to shake things up a little bit, but certainly it's going to be it's going to be a big experiment. I mean, it's a good point you make about the tracks as well, because yeah, in, in F1 we've got such a variety of different circuits. Like you say, you've got you've got your Monaco's, you've got your Red Bull rings, you've got your Baku's, you've got your Suzuka's. Like there's such a variety and breadth of different tracks that we're racing on. Some are like almost twice the distance of others and completely different characteristics. So 
I think we should be open to the idea of, yeah, potentially, I know on the face of it, it's like, oh yeah, it should just be the same format for every race. And, uh, and it's one of them things that I'm, I'm a bit, I'm a, I'm a bit unsure about that, but actually look, as long as it's the same rules for everyone yeah, and the rules of the sport have changed continuously throughout the years. It, it's easy to forget that and it's easy to get kind of bogged down in the moment. But um, it, well, I, I guess in, in terms of the current championship battle, where obviously Max is, Leading the way by it's almost over over thirty points, isn't it? It's over a, a race win. It's over a race win. Yeah. yeah, he's got a commanding lead at the moment. How do you think this this could affect teams approaching the weekend compared to the, the standard format? Do you think it'll make much of a difference? I still think, like everything in Formula One, the top teams are going to be better prepared for it. I actually think maybe this is bad news, but I think Mercedes are. A tiny bit on the back foot because the thing that we've seen so far this season is that Mercedes in practice are just kind of getting their feet, you know, just through the door, but they're not quite, they're not quite there yet. They're not quite mm. at the heels of Red Bull and it takes them sometimes that Friday to figure out their setup. And then by Saturday, the, the likes of Lewis Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas, then they're right on it in qualifying a couple of tenths behind Max Verstappen. Now Mercedes can't be messing around in practice mm. because they've got practice one and then you're in qualifying or yeah, in, yeah. in terms for the for the sprint race so that might put them on the back foot but they do have some upgrades coming well photo toto wolf was uh lots of fighting uh fighting mm. talk after after austria about what we're going to dominate i think he said it. we're going to finish funny. one two it's funny how he's gone from really playing down mercedes yeah. for like years it's like oh yeah well the gap's not that big and now for some reason we're struggling. Just, yeah yeah but it gone from struggling to now like all this massive confidence i yeah. don't know where it's come from when but he's actually behind fair play to him um also again with the the points allocation for sprint qualifying, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Um, that was the one thing where I was a bit more like, mm, three points for P1. So you're giving points to the top three. Like, yeah. is there is there any, do you think there's any point in those points? <laughs> uh, Talking points? I think there's no point in those points. <laughs> um, it's a bit of a strange one. I'm kind of indifferent about it because at the end of the day, it's over the course of even a 100 kilometer race, presuming by the way that there's no safety cars or no weather, although mm. we do know that Silverstone is pretty famous sometimes for its weather. So presuming it is just a lights to flag, Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton, Red Bull versus Mercedes, it doesn't really give anything to the smaller teams. It only gives a few more points to the likes of Max and Lewis and Valtteri and Checo. So I'm a little bit, yeah, I'm a little bit on the fence about it. I'm not quite sure what difference it will make, but the drivers clearly want all the points they can get anyway. Because I guess the kind of, the reason I, I think maybe the points aren't necessary is because, well, you're still racing for position, which is going to make you more likely to score big points in the race. And I guess you can look at it, look at it one or two ways, right? Because you're, you're adding, we're adding 100 kilometers of running to the current race weekend, which again, in Formula One, you've got, you know, constructors that are quicker than others. You've got drivers who are stronger than others and, and you get, elements of luck which can mix things up where you get weird yep. podiums like Sakir last year for example back as well yeah and and, and you can have those factors and you, you'd think over a longer race that the chances of those i don't know you'd think like the how it would average out you'd expect the the, the cream to rise to the top if the race is run over a longer period versus like imagine if the race was run over like one lap everyone would just be going full dive bombs, which think, would be sick. Yeah, this is the big <laughs> argument and what will be the big test because what we want to see kind of essentially is the, la the last two laps of Baku. I mean, it was mm. just a straight shootout between so many different drivers, Pierre so Gasly, good. Leclerc, so Sebastian good. Vettel. But the one worry is that this sprint qualifying race is a little bit vanilla in the sense that you get to start on whatever ties you want. And, but, and to be honest, I think a lot of people are going to be conservative because that is your race star. You don't want to be going for crazy dive bombs and potentially crashing yourself out. 
And that, that sends mm. you to the back of the grid and that is it, race over. And but because... is that an opportunity? The, the quicker teams might be conservative and then the smaller teams might be like, all right, we, we can sense, we can smell blood here. We can we can send one up the inside. And, and that's the thing as well. That's the kind of, it's difficult to, to get a, a firm measure on what's going to happen until we see it because ultimately you can equally argue that the fact that there's this little sprint race, you know, someone might bin it off. For example, say there's a tangle at the front with Max and Lewis into the first lap. Probably more Charles Leclerc just bidding someone off. I mean, oh, oh, oh savage. We've seen it happen a few times Poor already. Poor Charlie boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but look, imagine, right? So that happens. They get knocked back. It's a short race. You know, we're expecting it to be about half an hour long. Maybe they get back to like P13, P12. And then in the race, they're starting back in in the field obviously yes it gives them more of a chance to come back through i guess because there's more time but at the same time as well you know we see we see drivers get get caught up and um you know unfortunate incidents like all the time on the first lap so this does give people an opportunity say someone dnfs in sprint qualifying still got a chance yeah, that's true. And I suppose in a way, the best way to look at it is this is a safety car. This is almost a whole race plus the hundred uh, kilometers with a safety car restart right in the middle. Yeah, like, that's that's kind of what I think they're going for. And um, again, we don't know what's going to happen. And I think that's why, I mean, I'm certainly one of those people that I definitely think the sport needs to change. And I don't mind them experimenting. If it doesn't work, we still have another. We, we can still make a few tweaks for Monza, which is when the next one I think is going to be. Mm. And if it definitely does not work after two or three of them, then I think we can abandon it. But I definitely don't think that the sport should be scared to try new things. No. And certainly, obviously, there's going to be a lot of questions. And I think there's a lot of people that have doubts, but I'm looking forward to it. Do you think it dilutes the product of Sunday? Because that that was that my was the big one. biggest, for me, that was my biggest caveat personally coming into I've generally, I'm feeling quite positive about it, but that's the one thing I do worry about. Is that going to kind of affect the, I don't know, that it's just the build up to Sunday. There's something about that where, and that's always been a thing even though we've messed around with qualifying formats, it's always yeah. just culmin- um, It's just come together in this one race on All a of Sunday. the pressure on that race start. I mean, when I I still see race starts and I get the butterflies. Like I, You just don't know what's going to happen. But yes, there is definitely an element to the fact that the Sunday race might be a tiny bit diluted because we're going to know who's going to be quick from the spring qualifying mm. race. We're going to see the pace of the cars. And I think the only thing that Formula One, they they were hoping that spring qualifying, because of the fact that you get free tyre choice, it's going to be just all out, no conservation, yeah, yeah, yeah. no nothing. But that's not technically true because these tyres are so temperature sensitive. They're still mm. going to be a tiny bit of um, of just looking after them and also just kind of being conservative just a little bit to not crash yourself out or anything. So I do think that the Sunday is going to be a tiny bit. Something's going to be taken away because we yeah. know who's going to be quick from from spring qualifying. What I think would have been nice um, because by the sounds of it, no one's going to be pitting in sprint qualifying. Oh yeah, there, there's, unless they there's, absolutely have to. Yeah, whereas I think we've seen in Formula 2 before where the races are set up in a way where you can make it without pitting, but there is an alternative strategy available where if you go flat out on super softs and then stick another set on and then come yeah. through the field. I think, was it Hungaroring last year when I think Kalamila almost got caught by someone i can't remember i think who. it was robert schwartzman actually i think he might have made that strategy work or something might have but been, also yeah. the famous uh Charles leclerc 2017 i think mm. in bahrain as well he did like two stops and an yeah. incredible incredible finish and overtake, overtaking pretty much half the field to win it i think that's one way i'm not sure how they would do that though i don't know if pirelli i mean i think they're going for that but that would be cool if that was a I think potential opportunity we've though. seen that especially with the front runners the likes of sergio perez and lewis hamilton if you give them a race strategy and say get those ties to the end it doesn't mm. matter what it doesn't matter what they come up against. They're going to be able to do it. I mean, the teams are just so yeah. smart. 
and that's and, and I guess that the, the difference again with F2 is that is a spec series, so yes. all, all the chassis are the same. Whereas again, those golfs, I don't know. And also, there is actually work. And also, Maybe. just with the wording as well, because now pole position is not going to be in terms of you get pole position and it gets added to your tally or record. It's no longer the Friday of who sets the quickest lap. It is now pole position is going to be whoever gets pole in the sprint qualifying, which is a bit of a strange one for I don't me. Like that, that is. I don't like that either. I think the just the wording, pole position, I mm. think that should be who's quickest over one lap. I feel like that maybe the fact that you get one win for spring qualifying or if that's how they want to call it, that should be maybe another statistics. But yeah, that's what I'm not a fan of. I think a pole should be how quick you are over one lap. Yeah, and I, I guess they've done that because they want to try and brand it as like it's still just the race on Sunday. They've gone very specific with the word yeah. pole position because technically pole position just means starting on the front, yeah, starting yeah. at the front for a race. It doesn't mean, it doesn't actually specify in terms of do you get there by one lap? Do you get there by a race? So mm. they were very specific, but yeah, that's the only part that I don't like. I mean, I, again, I, li I like the idea, you know, all soft tire allocation, everyone's, going full send into qualifying because yeah. too often th there's always a discussion where you know someone set a lap time on mediums or they're different levels of softs and then you're like oh well, actually that was faster that was slower blah, blah, blah. i'm just like okay everyone just goes full send into qualifying but yeah i mean in in terms of i'm, I'm doing like a running tally at the moment yeah. on twitter of every single qualifying head-to-head -head and and for me i'm i'm using the friday that's still going to be my, my my qualified as far as i'm concerned because yeah i mean i don't know again yeah I, I think it's the grain. It, it is to do with the the branding, I think, more than it is because, yeah, essentially that is it's you literally just need to think about it. You start in the race, you pause in it, and then you're starting again. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I, I think it, how how confident are you feeling that? Do, do you think that because there's a lot of you know, there's been a lot of negativity. There's been a lot of positivity. There's always going to be when there's, you know, these whenever new Whenever something new... Yeah, whenever there's change... we don't change, like change. Yeah. Oh, I hate change. Human beings don't like change. But, Unbelievable. But what, what do you anticipate if you had to make your prediction in terms of... Well, actually, let's start a prediction of who's going to come out on top in all of the sessions because we've got... Yes. An technically, we've got one extra session of, of competitive running. So how do you think that's going to play out? <sighs> So we're going with qualifying on the Friday first, yeah? Friday qualifying. I'm going to go Lewis Hamilton for qualifying first. Mm -hmm. Then when we get to the, the the second practice session is a little bit strange how it's just in the middle. But in terms of the sprint pole, I'm going to go Max Verstappen. Yeah. I think that Red Bull has got a big advantage. And I think in Silverstone, we're going to see it again because, and especially over 100 kilometers, I think somehow he is going to get around Lewis Hamilton and I'm going to go Max to convert it. I've, I've gone boring, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go Lewis, Max, Max. I'm going more boring. I'm going Max, Max, Max. I think. Oh my god! Are I, you, you're going to do this to the viewers. I mean, you're not going I'm, to shake it up. I'm sorry. That's what I actually think is going to happen. No, Valtteri Bottas dominating the weekend. But also, what do you think in terms? Do, do you really think the drivers are going to be conservative on Saturday? Yeah, hundred percent. Really? I do. I, yeah, I think because I teams don't are think gonna, so. You know, I mean, especially for the guys up front. What's the point of just going? all like balls to the walls when there's still the race. The race is the main part. That's where the strategy comes in. The sprint race is just 100 kilometers of, that's the only thing I'm worried about. I think it's just going to be 100 kilometers of keeping it clean, keeping, keeping it consistent, maybe gaining a place if you can or consolidating it if you're a midfield team who's qualified really well. So, but again, I could be wrong, but, but we're going to find out. The punishment for binning it in sprint qualifying isn't as significant because again, if you think about sprint qualifying as just the start of the race, Okay, because you can think about it like that.
because the, again, it's arbitrary. It's three, two, one points worth. So yeah. I mean, the points aren't a hu- huge deal relative to twenty-five points of winning the actual race. If you think about it like that, then actually, if you take more risks in sprint qualifying and you do get caught up and tangled and go to the back, well, you've got more of a chance of coming back through. If you completely DNF, you can still start again on Sunday. Like if what happens to Ocon last weekend where he got caught and then he's out of the race. True, yeah. Whereas if that was a sprint qualifying where you can, and that was on the Saturday, then he can just start from the back on Sunday and potentially get up into the points. So, I mean, this is the unknown. That is why, especially me and Tomo are very excited because I, I can't wait to see how it's going to play out as a fan, actually being at Silverstone, watching yeah, all of the sessions. Fun. That's going to be I fun. Do, I do definitely think that having three like big events on, on every single one yeah. of those days, it's going to be really exciting. But yeah, definitely, it's it's going to be interesting. I think that I'm excited. I think it's going to go well. And again, I just want to see if something does go wrong, a little bit, maybe changes being made for Monza. Definitely, definitely. But what we've also got to mention, of course, Silverstone's coming up. And, well, you're going to be there from... When when are you turning up? I'm going to be literally... All, I'm going to be there for the three days, all day. So if you do see... Alan I'm going to be vlogging like with a camera, just messing about, as always. You can see that big hairdo from a long way away. Don't oh you boy, and here also, he comes. Here he is. He's lost his voice, bless him. He's lost his voice. Hopefully it'll be back, so go on. I will also be there. <laughs> <laughs> but we are going to all be there yep. on the Sunday. So we'll be sure to do a Veloce meetup at some point. We'll, we'll, Keep we'll an eye on the socials, again. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll stick socials. it out. So if you want to say hello, be sure to come over. We don't bite. Well, he might. Um, but there we go. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Thank you, everyone, for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure. Looking forward to it this weekend. And we'll see you on the next one.